Welcome to Live Unreal with Jeff Glover and Glover U. All right, why don't you take it away, Matt? Tell us a little bit about yourself to start us off. Well, I'm Matt. All right. Well, Is that right. enough? A little bit more. more? Okay. A little bit more about yourself. Um, Matt Hodges, Traverse City, Michigan. Own a boutique brokerage up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, three years next month, we'll have the boutique brokerage uh, yep. open. and been doing this 19 years. 19 years in the business. And uh, when we spoke on the phone, we confirmed you've been through several of our events. I remember when we first met actually at a Michigan Realtor conference. Uh, since then, you've been to retreats, summits, lead up. Uh, you've also gone through prospecting boot camp and also systems of real estate. Last year, your production was just under 50 units closed. I'm sure you were probably planning on hitting that number with 45, 49 units. 24 million in volume, and I want to talk about where that business came from and how you're using our system at a high level to have success in what many people would consider a pretty small town. So in, what are some of the first things that come to mind on that one? How are you winning with our system in a, what many consider a resort market or a smaller town? Yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing for me was going through database. Um, I, I actually did some breakout sessions yep. in the, the, the first retreat yep. and learned a good way for me because a lot of my business is past clients is to really dig into database. Yeah. And so we, we really hit that hard this past yep. year. Uh, Lauren's in the crowd. She does our newsletter every week yep. and uh, she gave me these stats. We hit the database 74 times. 74 times. 74 times. This wow. Year. And before that, by the way, just to give you an idea, his 2022 production, if they can get your numbers back up on the screen there, if we can have that, uh, his 2022 production, 22 units closed and 11 million in volume. And in 2023, you went to 49, so you more than doubled. From 22 to 49 and 11 to 24, what do you credit to that? Yeah, again, I, th- I think a lot for me was databases, really focusing in on that. We also uh, went down the road of... Um, events. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to show our clients as well as community. We do four yep. specific events a year. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, we do uh, a few more here and there. We'll yep. have a birthday party next month for the yep. brokerage. Um, but we focused on our clients and our community to yep. show them what we're about. Got it. So before you focus on database and events, um, what, what weren't you doing? What are you doing now that you weren't doing before? I mean, obviously, that's a huge jump in one year. What did you implement in that one year? And of course, I know, and everybody in the audience should understand this as well, what you do in one year doesn't always show up right away the next year. So it's probably been a culmination of the last couple of years. But what, when, what comes to mind when you think about the changes you've made specifically as it relates to your database? Like, give us specifics. Yeah, so uh, regarding database, again, this, this was huge for us, and, it, and we, we hit them every week. Um, we, we put out a newsletter that gives stats every week, uh, and we have three different vendors. Um, we've had as many as five vendors that write in that newsletter, so they're, yep. they're very good. Um, it, it's a lot of pertinent information mm-hmm. uh, for both agents and uh, you know, our past clients. So give me an example of what's, what, what would be contained in the next newsletter going out, or the previous one that just went out. So uh, lending information, so how yeah. volatile uh, we all know the lending uh, yeah. industry was this past year. We followed that. We actually have charts. We have a, one of our uh, preferred lenders that puts information in there yeah. that shows uh, now's the time to do this. Yep. Uh, it's not a refinance market anymore, it's, yeah. and now rates are coming down. It's time to purchase sure. uh, whatever that is. So uh, we do that. And I also write uh, an article every week, mm-hmm. so it's in real time is what I call it. Yeah. So something that happens that past week, I'll write about it. Yeah. Um, get a little bit more personal about me. And this is something you implemented in the last few years? 
Just last year. Just last year, okay. And uh, is this something that's physical or is this email? This is all email. All email, okay. And how often does it go out? Every Friday. Every Friday, wow. So every Friday, every single person in your database, which is about how many? 548 right now. Okay, all right. So those 548 people are helping you sell 50 homes a year, essentially. That's right. That's the majority of your business. Um, yes and no. Um, I shared with you too, uh, a lot of my new listings right now is new construction. I own part yep. of a construction company, so we, we yep. sell a lot of those homes too. Yep. Um, so when you, when you look at every Friday, how do you come up with content? Because that's the biggest question that agents have. When, you know, oh my gosh, you want me to do a video once per week or whatever? Wait, wait till you hear the new schedule tomorrow, by the way. Uh, where am I going to come up with the content? What am I going to talk about? Where do you come up with that stuff? Well, again, the vendors that we, that we partner with, they write, uh, so that's the headline for that week's article. Mm -hmm. So we just follow along with what is coming in and then we'll have more data. We also have, uh, because we are in a resort town, there's a lot of things that go on. So we yeah. have one of the weeks that goes out, it's what's happening that month. Yeah. Um, so it, it really depends on uh, which vendor, whether it's our insurance company, yeah. our lender, what have you. So when you say what's happening, like what's happening in the community, what concerts are in town and stuff yeah. like that, like give us an example of what you mean by what's happening. Yeah, uh, so uh, in January there's, I forget, I don't know if I read the newsletter this last week, sorry Lauren. Um, I did write uh, yeah. in it, but um, you know, it, it's just a schedule event. So we'll pull from the Chamber's mm -hmm. website, we'll pull, pull from the So there's the, like a the puller tourism. plunge going yes, on or exactly. like that. that yeah. kind of thing, okay. yep. All right. Good. And so that was some, one thing you implemented in the last year, and you believe that that's had an impact. Yeah, I think that's been the biggest way for, for the us. The biggest impact. Yes, the biggest impact. It's been for us to uh, show yeah. who we are yeah. on a weekly basis. Do you mess around with the subject lines at all? Do you use the same subject line each time? Do you, is the format, is it, is it, is it built or is it text? Or what does it tell us a little bit about the specific email, the framework of it? Yeah, so we use constant contact, so we use their templates. The yep. template is the same every time. Template looks, so it looks the same, which is good for consistency. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yep. And then what about the subject line? Subject lines will change based on what's going out in that week, but the, yeah. the, the very first header of the subject is always the same. So they know who it's coming from, it's mm -hmm. our brokerage name that comes out, yep. and then what is in the content. Got it, okay. So uh, you're not saying, this week's market update every single week. It's, it's Correct. It actually, you're grabbing the con something from the content and making that the subject line. That's right. Very important, when you're sending emails today, all right, the classic boilerplate subject line uh, that you use every single time is going to have a lower open rate than a unique subject line that's specifically tied to the email. And you can make it one step better, and I would imagine because of the programs you've been through, you can make it one step better by making the subject line an actual hook. Are you doing that yet? Yeah, so if you look at it, um, it, it there's always a catchphrase, and actually a, part, a lot of these systems, will, their AI will tell you what mm -hmm. a, a good hook is, and you yeah. can use that or you can modify it. Mm -hmm. But um, something out of that that is catchy, that's what typically goes into the headline. Yeah, so you find the most interesting thing in that week's article, and you're going to turn the words into something catchy for your subject line. Yeah. yeah. And what are your open rates right now? Do you watch those? We do. Um, very impressed with those. We got as high as, I think, 53, 54%. Yep. We finished 2023 at 49.3. An average of 49.3%. And why do you think your open rate is so high? I think it's just what you said. One is uh, consistency, but the other is, is what we're saying in those, uh, those headlines. People mm -hmm. will open them. Yeah. All right. I love that. If you can get half of your database to open an email from you every single week, 
you absolutely will receive more referrals from your database, period. I don't care how big, I don't care if it's 548 or, or 5,048, you will receive more repeat referral business if you can get half of your people to open them. And so that says to me that not only is your subject line catchy, but once they open them, you're actually giving relevant information. And that part, that's probably the next most important thing, right? Start with the catchy subject line. What about the pre-header? Do you mess around with the pre-header, the first sentence in the email? Yeah, so obviously when, when somebody emails you, usually they can read a little bit the of that. The first sentence of the yep. email, yep. So again, AI does that really well mm -hmm. for us, um, and it's through the system that we use. We're not mm -hmm. populating that. Yeah. So we use a lot of that, and then um, again, we, we'll modify it if we need to. Got it, okay. And is that through constant contact, or when you say system that we use? Yeah, constant contact is the, um, is the system that we use to push out those emails. Got it. Um, and then the pre-header, who, who's the AI that creates those? Constant contact. Okay, you use constant. You use that service from constant contact. Got it. All right. So, anything else on the weekly email that we should know that we might be missing? Uh, something, you know, if I'm an agent sitting in the audience and I'm thinking, okay, I know I need to do a better job of staying in touch with my database this year. I'm only doing one email per month, and it's a boilerplate, something from my CRM. You know, if I were to go to every week, you know, anything else that we should know as it relates to emailing the database. Yeah, I think, and I get a lot, um, I don't know if Tommy Corbett's in the uh, uh, room right now, but he emails me uh, more often than anybody, another agent from another office. Mm -hmm. um, I write an article that's very personal a lot of times. Um, I think a couple weeks ago I wrote how I wasn't, I shared this with you too, that I wasn't feeling the greatest. We, I had the holiday blues or whatever it was, mm -hmm. and uh, something snapped for me, and I shared that. Uh, what it was that, that changed my mood yeah. to kind of get ready for this conference and yeah. other things. Um, I write that and it's a lot, it's really personal. So it gives our clients and, and our agents that we, that we send to yeah. something about me. And that's really, for me, it's really good too. It helps yeah. me grow. So that's big for me. Uh, that is a huge tip because you understand just by the simple fact of you guys being in this room, you are exposed to more knowledge, more ideas, more thoughts. You know, I mean, just that, the, the notes from Valerie Burton alone, you could take those notes, and you'll probably do this, you can take those notes and share them with your buyers and sellers. You're not just a resource for selling their home, you're a resource for helping them live a better life. Why couldn't you share with your clients what an unreal life looks like and how they could live an unreal life? Do you think for a second that they would absolutely rem that forget who you are, the person that actually gave them good advice? They're not, this isn't, you know, Valerie made a comment during the VIP lunch that a lot of people who are negative don't know that they're negative, right? They, they don't know that they're pessimistic uh, because they're not aware of that. And these types of events help you become aware of those things. And you can take stuff from this event and now turn around and share it with your, I mean, you're not going to, you know, you're probably not going to share with your database how to negotiate a higher commission. I'd probably leave that one alone. Uh, but you can certainly talk about how to live a better life. That's really cool. Um, you told me that you're moving into the luxury side of the business. Uh, of course, a lot of people in the audience always want to get into luxury. That's always the buzzword. I want to be a luxury agent or I am a luxury agent. Um, 19 years of doing it. Why are you making the decision now and how are you doing that? 19 years ago, I wanted to be in the luxury market. Yep. Um, it just seemed a lot easier and uh, you made more money. Yep. It was a conscious, conscious decision when I uh, opened my brokerage that yep. I wanted to move into something different. Uh, it took two years for me to do that and it yeah. was very focused on brand, yep. um, my communication. So elevating the brand, yep. the look and feel. What I do and do not share now, on social media. You, yep, so brand, so again, another takeaway, another tip here. Your brand isn't your logo, just so we're clear. 
You're, you weren't, I mean, you might have recreated your logo, but that's like 1% of the whole thing. Your brand is you, how you show up, how they perceive you, what, you, what they see when they go to your social media, what they see online. So keep going. Yeah, so you were it, conscious about your brand. Yeah, absolutely. That was, um, I think for me, it was almost all about that. Mm -hmm. So it's how people perceive who I am and what I want to do. Yep. Uh, I certainly don't live in the luxury market, mm -hmm. um, you know, hopefully someday, maybe 19 years from now. Um, but it, it was a conscious decision in, in the things that I did and, and more so the things that I didn't do. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't, maybe I referred somebody, uh, a, a yeah. listing or a buyer because yeah. that wasn't what I wanted to do. Yep. So I focused heavy on that. Um, a lot of marketing did yep. go that way. Yep. Uh, and it took about two years for me to break into that. Yeah. And uh, this year, um, almost half of that 25 million was uh, either luxury or, or high, high end. Yeah, super and, lu high end. and luxury in your market would be something that's half a million or more probably, right? Yeah, I think we're at the benchmark about 750 for 750 luxury. 750 would be considered luxury. Half your business is now luxury. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So um, you're wearing a wristband that says uh, Live Unreal on it. What is, what, why are you still wearing that? That's like a year old. It is a, so. We don't I, even use those anymore. Isn't that funny? <laughs> um, Honestly, it was, um, it's all for show. I only do it because it looks good. No, it's, it, it, it's a reminder um, that because, and it was said earlier, that we go away from these conferences and, and implement or don't implement some things. Yeah. Uh, it is a reminder to me. The other one's an Air Force uh, bracelet. You can't see Air Force on any, anymore, but it means something to me. Yep. So I keep these two things on my wrist because they do mean something and it's a reminder of, of that. Awesome. I love that. One of the things you told me is that uh, your superpower is mindset. What do you mean by that? Well, you use the word superpower, um, but that's consciously something I've been working on for, for a lot of years. Um, I think we all go through adversity, and learning from adversity uh, has been something I, I've really wanted to figure out. Mm -hmm. And so when I shared that article uh, a couple weeks ago, it was because I found something in myself, and it took longer than when it normally does. You normally I can, you know, flip the switch, yeah, if yeah, you will, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and come out of that. But I, I, was in, I was in a state where I wasn't comfortable for about a month. Mm -hmm. And so uh, trying to figure out little ways that I can uh, teach myself how to, how to move out of those mindset, yep. uh, you know, negatives and move into something more positive. Um, I don't know how much you want me to share there, but I, you know, the day after that I opened my brokerage, the mm -hmm. day after, I found my dad dead. That's, I mean, talk about adversity. Mm -hmm. uh, it, those types of things that happen in your life, you want to celebrate and do all these things because this yeah. happened, and then you go back, man, I wish you could see me do this. I wish yeah. he was here to see this moment for me. Yeah. But it's, it's figuring out tomorrow's going to come, right? Yep. No matter what. So we just have to figure out how to, how to maneuver through that. And I've, I've done a lot in my life to practice that and how to get better. Would you say um, for yourself, obviously, you know, you're involved with coaching. So um, what would you say, whether it's mindset or tactics or whatever, what would you say is like the biggest one or two things that you take advantage of uh, in your relationship with your coach or your relationship with Glover U? Well, first of all, William, rock on, buddy. Um, <laughs> I went from 11 million to uh, just shy of 25 million uh, in a lot of ways because of William. Yeah. The accountability, we So have, you're saying we should charge more? I think you should <laughs> charge uh, a lot less and, no. Um, the value's there, the value's sure. there. I would, I would absolutely pay more uh, if, you, if you said, you know, it's time. We're but not raising our rates. It's rate, not time, yeah. Jeff, it's not time. Yeah. Um, 
But I, th I think the accountability from having a coach, you're, you're writing that check every month. In fact, uh, this morning I was charged again, I think. Uh, I saw it in, uh, in my email. Mm -hmm. um, but it's the accountability of knowing that you've you got to face somebody uh, like William mm -hmm. every, every week. Yeah. Um, that's been huge for me, and knowing that he's going to ask me some questions that I'm probably not going to be comfortable with because I'm not the best prospector. Yeah. That's not, I, it's just not in my... In my uh, repertoire. Yeah. But there's other things that I'm really good at, and I'll, I'll do those. But accountability has been huge from the coaching standpoint, and I credit a lot of it to, yep. to William. Awesome. Uh, last question. Your big focus for 2024? Uh, recruiting. Okay. Um, I, there's a number that I want to hit from a recruiting standpoint. Mm -hmm. uh, so I you want, want to surround yourself with more people that want to do what you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, this was, uh, this being on stage today has actually uh, accomplished a goal that I... Uh, Wanted last year, I didn't yeah. share that with you, and I, here mm -hmm. I am uh, on on this stage. This was yeah. a big moment for me because I do want to coach and teach and yep. and do all these things. And um, I've been doing this a long time, and I feel like yeah. now's the time to give back. Yeah, that's right. Awesome.